Hello, this is Glenn. Welcome to a new episode of Picture Perfect City Radio, the companion podcast to my newsletter, pictureperfectcity.substack.com, where I share photos and I share thoughts inspired by the photos that I've taken over the years here in New York City. So the last post that I wrote was called Blue Ice, and I'll talk about January I talk about how this is my least favorite time of the year in New York City. Holiday season is over. It's just winter. Basically, that's, that's all that there is. And it can be gray and can be, you know, cold. Uh, it's a sense of just, um, ugh. I don't know if that's a, the, the proper term, but ugh is the term that I would use. It's my least favorite time of the year. And it's a struggle to kind of like get through January and February. But that doesn't mean that this time of year is not a good time for exploration, especially if you are a photographer or you have a camera. Uh, It's actually probably a good time to explore. Uh, Just because there's a little less hustle and bustle. Like I said, the holiday season is over. You know, you don't have the crowds in, in the streets like you have in the summertime or even, you know, spring. And you can really, can I guess, move around the city in a way that you can do other times of the year. And also, I think you can see the contrast in energy and spaces when you go different times of the year. Uh, in the afternoon in Central Park in the winter is very different than they at, you know, summer afternoon in Central Park. Same place, but different energy, different look, different feel. And it's good to, I think, experience the contrast and also document it just to see, you know, just to see, see for, for what it is in that time period. So it's actually, you know, like I say, even though it's my least favorite time of year, it's, it's really a good time for sort of exploration, and also sometimes when you are visiting places in the city, and this could, this could mean any place, like I'm talking about New York specifically, but you could be talking about, you know, other, other cities, you could talk about Chicago, you could be talking about even places that don't really experience sort of like the winter that I'm talking about, but you, you know, you just can just, just have a different dynamic, and one of the things is that you can sort of go to places that you usually would go to during like the peak season. Like you, some you may you may go a different neighborhood during the holiday season or during the summer season. And if you go now where there's not that many that many people, it actually would be a good time. You can see things that you might not have noticed before. Things that you just overlooked. Maybe you're overwhelmed by the sights and sounds of the particular season or just people in general. But if you go on Jan- in January and February on a cold winter's day, uh, you might notice things that you hadn't noticed before. Um, one example, uh, and I think going to a place that is known for being really busy in the summertime and going there in sort of the off season is actually pretty cool. Visiting a place like Coney Island and just you know, Coney Island in the summertime. It's just tons of people. It's a sea of people by the sea. But you go to Coney Island during the off season, you go on a, on a cold day maybe, 
and just a different feeling. It's a different atmosphere. And I think you, you maybe appreciate, uh, appreciate it even more. Or you, or you, 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 or you say, say, you notice things that you hadn't noticed before. Uh, when it comes to sort of either you're taking images, you're capturing images, you're a photographer, or maybe there's someone who's just walking around and you're just capturing images with your brain, right? The, the original camera. So, yes, these can be very blue days, but it doesn't mean that they, they, there isn't something to harvest from them. Now, there was an interesting article a few weeks ago in the New York Times. The title is, The Hottest Gen Z Gadget is a 20-Year-Old Digital Camera. This was a really interesting article. It's by Kaylee Hung, who's based out in San Francisco. And she's talking about how how the younger generation has really embraced the old point-and-shoot camera. Those, you know, the small cameras from Canon or Olympus, you know, that you... You would see all the time at graduations and weddings and people would pull out, you know, especially, you know, you see your aunt or your mother pull out a little pocketbook or, you know, uncle or someone would have. And, you know, so Generation Z is really embracing these cameras as far as, you know, documenting the events of their life, proms and other just hanging out with their friends. And one of the, some of the reasons given is that they dislike the aesthetic, sort of the not as polished as, you know, the look that you get with, you know, your latest camera on your latest iPhone or Android, or even if you're using, uh, you know, another more advanced camera, the aesthetic, that look, younger generation is really sort of really embracing that. Because they don't, they like that it feels, it feels a little more real to them. It's sort of the impression that this article is giving. And also it's sort of, it's a little distinct from everything else we're seeing. And I think it's really interesting and really cool that Generation Z uh, is embracing uh, these, these cameras, these, these point and shoot cameras. Uh, because they were really fun, right? They were like, this is before everyone had a smartphone with a great camera. And you would take these to wherever you would go. And you have your little disc and you pull them out and and then you load them to your computer. And I think it's really interesting because Generation Z, along with millennials, more than any other generation before them, has really grown up sort of curating their memories. Uh, older generations, Generation X, my generation, and, and baby boomers, they, you know, they documented their lives. They had cameras. You know, you can go back to either was 8mm cameras or camcorders, and, you know, disposable cameras or just, you know, film photography. I mean, people have been documenting their lives and their friendships and families, but... We documented it, but then we kind of like, that was it, right? We took a picture and then we got it developed or digital camera. You, you uploaded like 100 pictures to Facebook or MySpace, if you remember that. And then people checked it out and that was kind of was it, right? But with, especially with, with Instagram, you, you saw people really saying, I'm going to curate and show you a distinctive portrayal of my life.
and and people can people created and cultivated an image based on you know what they have a breakfast in the morning what they what outfit they decided to wear where they went to to meet friends for lunch so really sort of and, and, and you and you if you've been out you've seen people taking pictures of their food and they would very be very meticulous so generation z and millennials they it's been a curation age and i, and I think about the fact that people that i follow on social media, particularly Instagram, there's people who, who I've only met maybe once, but I followed them on Instagram because, you know, you go to an event, hey, what's your social media handle? You can find me. And then, you know, maybe years later, you've never seen that person again, but you're following them. So you so you have s- sort of an idea of their life, but it, it's sort of how they've chosen to display it. So you can know a lot about a person who you don't really know. You can know, like, their favorite breakfast. You can you can know where's their where's their favorite hangout spot. What you know where they go to vacation. You you can learn a lot. How you know and people. It's very easy to look at so these idealistic images and be like oh wow that person is living a great life and perhaps they are and maybe they're not. And so Generation Z sort of t- seems to be pushing back. A little bit against sort of just how polished and pretty everything is, and and it's looking for, looking to display something a little bit more authentic. Now, is sort of the urge to display something more authentic just another example of sort of this idea of curating a very polished look or very? It's still it's still a form of that, right? When you say I want something to be more authentic, is it really? But it is it from a visual standpoint, it's good to see some sort of distinction between that because let's face it, so many images just look the same, especially on social media. If you're Instagram, if you're I guess Facebook, Twitter, you know, it's a different animal. Uh TikTok is a completely different sort of universe, even though Photos, we think of TikTok as videos, but photos play a huge role on TikTok. You, you you see plenty of videos trending where it's just a photo with some writing on it. Or maybe it's a photo with just some, some background music and or someone doing a voiceover. So still images, uh, still very powerful in that sort of hemisphere of social media. But you no know, people are Generation Z. Uh, seems very determined to sort of create their own style and aesthetic, and they're looking back at something from the past and saying, "We kind of like this. This feels a little bit more real." As in, I think millennials were like, "You know what? I can create the perfect sort of image of my life and and, and show it to you." And maybe in some ways, it's aspirational. You know, if you if you create the image and you can live the image, perhaps, or maybe it's just to show off. Maybe it's just to you're having a great you're having a great life, and you want to just let people know that you're having a great life. There's not something necessarily wrong with that, but it's different how these sort of different generations. Have. And on a side note, I'm someone who's not enamored with the whole 
attachment that some people have to demographic labels. I'm Generation Z. I'm a millennial. I'm Generation X. I'm a baby boomer. Like, my personal opinion, I, I don't care. Like, I'm Generation X, but I don't really care. Maybe that's a Generation X thing. But, but that was just a side note. But I think it is really cool that younger people are sort of looking at something that I think even older people might have said, oh, you know, those... That's old. We we don't need to. We don't use that anymore. We don't need that anymore. And I think the fact that they're saying, "Hey, this there's something value in sort of this imagery that is not as polished and is not as sort of uh, you know influencer ready." That you know, because often you can't really tell a difference anymore between someone's just everyday images and sort of a influencer or advertising campaign. It's almost, it's, it's, the lines are so blurred. There's user-generated content where, you know, companies are soliciting people to make videos and make content, which is sort of like their everyday life. So we just have this sort of blurred line. So I think that we have some distinction developing. Now, will it last? No, because it will be co-opted. Whenever there's a trend which seems to buck uh, the status quo, then that trend will usually be co-opted and sort of or integrated into the to whatever's happening. And I think we've and before, and I think we've seen this before. If you remember the popularity of American Apparel, which was the uh, clothing line, kids uh, mostly towards young women. Uh, very provocative ads, very controversial owner. That's a whole different story. But part of the appeal of American Apparel, you know, besides the very attractive young women who were in their image, in their advertising, is that they would have these photos that look like just people at home, right? Someone just took a photo, something almost Polaroid-esque, sometimes maybe even a Polaroid. And so that aesthetic of... This doesn't look as polished as a magazine or some big, huge Fortune 500 campaign. So in many ways, we've seen this before in recent times. It's just that a younger generation is, is now, you know, having their way, doing their thing now. And uh, it's very interesting to see how things are repeating so quickly uh, in sort of this digital age where, uh, you know, trends uh, happen so soon, so quickly, and then disappeared and come back again at the speed of light, it seems. So those, those are just some thoughts I wanted to share. Uh, you, If you're listening to this, do Substack. You can also listen to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and also now Amazon and Google. So I think with Amazon, even if you have Alexa, you can just say, hey, play me Picture Perfect City Radio, and you can do that. And you can find it on Google, and you can find it on Spotify and Apple. And also, if you haven't checked out the newsletter yet, uh, go to pictureperfectcity.substat.com, where you can see my photos and read my writings inspired by my photos. And, you know, just sort of join me on this journey of Picture Perfect City. My name is Glenn Mann. Thank you for listening. See you around.